Elimination Day. Potential Elimination Day for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It feels like they're going to win tonight. Just does. Just, I, I cannot, I cannot envision a scenario. I, I can't believe I'm saying this to actually, <laughs> again, where I'm setting myself up for this. But it, okay, let's put it this way. I, I can't envision it. It's hard to imagine that after another long break between games and a crazy media and fan cycle just killing this team that the regression isn't going to be a big game from the stars in sort of a like no pressure spot Mm -hmm. where they score a bunch of goals and people go the series isn't over and then we reignite the debate about the four the the core still three one and that hey it's back and now you got home ice and what if they make it three two and the pressure's back on florida to win it just this that's the way this feels I don't know if other people are feeling that. I know when we talked to Myrtle the other day, he was saying this feels like game seven against Montreal. I I don't get that vibe. That's not the vibe I'm getting. I will say that there was some very familiar the season is over tones from the dressing room yesterday. I've seen that movie before where Mitch Marner is going... What it was this? Play the audio from Mitch yesterday in the dressing room with the whole, you know, he's not listening to the outside noise stuff. You know, I think we've been saying it this whole time. I mean, we don't care what you guys say. We don't listen okay. to you guys outside right. of this locker yeah. room. Uh, sure. We're just no, focused on convincing. ourselves and uh, this group in here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Could you? <laughs> that, that was the least convincing anyone has ever. That This is the thing. When will people learn that when you'd say, I don't care, it sounds like you care the most? That's what that is. For God's sakes, like, and Marner's been through this so many times. For him to be the guy doing it is brutal. And even when he set up the other one, he's like, oh, yeah, Austin was saying it earlier. It sounds like he's deferring to his big brother where he goes, well, you know, I'm not the only one to say it, but he was saying it too. Dudes. Okay, so I tweeted about this yesterday when I just quoted and said, hey, it was the media's fault all along. And some people, you know, everybody interacts with things differently. Then I usually get to the mute but there are some people going, well, what do you expect him to say? And yeah, the media does have blah, 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 and all this different stuff. Okay, this is the issue that I have with it. One, how about you show some of that pushback against the Florida Panthers? Like, what, why is the, the media and the fans, which, by the way, end up being sort of way more intertwined now than ever before because social media. So when he's talking about, like, I don't listen outside of this, it's not listening to the radio and podcasts, obviously that takes effort for these guys. They're looking at social media. That's the thing that obviously pops up for all these dudes. And it's impossible for them to not have any of it like leak into the things that they see. So yeah, obviously it would affect you, but why are you trying to make a villain out of your fans and media right now? The opponent is the Florida Panthers. You're down three Oh, and you guys have disappointed greatly. And, and I am going to kind of hammer Mitch here for a second because these are just the facts. Mitch Marner, and I was texting about this with Borny the other day, and, and I was kind of sitting on this one, and I was going, oh, we'll see. But it's a huge game for Mitch Marner. You know why? He's got nine playoff goals over his career. And sure, he's got a bunch of points, 48 playoff games, nine goals. But you know what's even more startling with that is that 
Mitch Marner only has one goal outside of games after games one and two. Games one and two, he'll score some goals, and he has in the past. And then as the series goes deeper and the games get harder, Mitch Marner has completely disappeared. And so I'm sorry, man, but for you to have any focus and any energy towards this, you know, you versus the media slash fans, it makes no sense right now. Like, they're already getting their backs up because they know what's going to come. And this is part of the reason why I'm afraid of – I'm not afraid, but I worry about the idea of bringing back the quote-unquote core four. Is my What I mentioned the other day is that there's just too many scars. And so when you get into a position like this and your back's against the wall, what was I saying all year? That if they had the same guys in the room, they would look around the room when they were in those spots and worry and go, oh, my God, everything's the same. But then in that Tampa series, they got a huge goal from Ryan O'Reilly, and it had to lift them just a little bit. And I think that he was giving them enough in that series where they could actually believe, okay, crap, things are going to be different. They did get some bounces. They did get some goaltending. But now their backs are against it. They're down 3-0 against the Florida Panthers. It feels like the series is about to be over. It's extremely hard to envision them coming back and winning this thing but they're already it's it's like they're already preparing the defense you know when you're talking to someone you're having an argument with them and you can tell that they're not listening to you they're just preparing their thought Mm -hmm. that they've already got kind of prepared and and they want their rebuttal and they're kind of organizing it in their head that's why yesterday sort of bothered me from marner so go oh you're already preparing for the the, the end of the season media conferences where you say that you don't care and you know that the guys in the room are good and you guys are talking about getting the chances again and Matthews is doing the bounces don't go in. But again, like Mitch Marner, playoff career, four goals in game one, four goals in game twos, one goal in games beyond that. You want to make it worse? Mitch Marner, offensive zone. Five on five, round one, turnovers. His turnover rate was 19%. Round two, his turnover rate in the offensive zone, five on five, 32% of the time. 32% of the time. He's playing really poorly, and he's kind of choking. And so, yeah, for him to be focused on anything other than the Florida Panthers right now, and, and like people were like, well, the media asked the question. Yeah, media goes to playoff games, guys. People ask questions. There are every single day they have to make some obligations to talk about this series. If you don't like it, okay, I don't know what to tell you. That's the business. I just don't understand how a guy who has been through this before and who has completely no-showed for his entire playoff career beyond games two when it comes to goals. Like I said, entire playoff career, one goal past the second game of a series. Turnover rate right now in the offensive zone, 30 2% of the time is doing the whole we don't listen to the guys outside the room thing. Anyway, I, I do think that the Leafs are going to win tonight, maybe foolishly. I do think that they are going to show a little bit of something. I still, as much as I give the Florida Panthers credit for the way that they've played, and as much as I like some of the things they're doing, and I mentioned that I feel like they do have an identity, they're just a susceptible team. They're, 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 this is not a juggernaut hockey club that you can't envision the Toronto Maple Leafs beating a, uh, taking a game from. And it, it just feels like the most predictable outcome from this group to win this game, win another one on Friday night, have it be 3-2, have some of the core four guys show moments, and then lose a tight one in game six, 
and have basically another summer of Leaf fans and media tearing each other apart going, what do you do? Do you change things? Do you do it? How much stock do you put into game three? How much stock do you put into game four? You know, it's just that, that's the way this feels. There's almost a part of me that goes, just lay down and die in the streets. You know, <laughs> don't do this. You've already put the fans through enough. At least people seem to be sort of on the same page for one minute about this team. Just give people some peace. Give people some solace. Let them have their Friday night. And if you're going to win, come back and win the whole damn thing. Like Mike Feud is 2014 LA Kings. All right. That's, we're going to talk to Feuds here. And uh, what's up? What are you upset with that take? You don't like that one? I'm glad I heard it. Okay. I heard it. Yeah. Well, t- you know what I'm saying though, right? Like, are we really going to do this again? Toronto Maple Leafs? Like, are you, are you really going to have a fake comeback and force people to go, well, you know, the stars had no goals through three games, but then they scored five goals in game four against Florida. And that's pretty good. That's a real pushback. Like, I don't know, man, it feels a little too late. I, I want to bring up, you know, your comeback in 2014, but there are some things in there like your goalie, Johnny Quick, who let in five goals over the next four games and was one of the best players on the planet. And Leafs have no offense to Joe Wall, but yeah, got Joe Wall in that five goals in four games feels like a tougher thing. You also got to play the Sharks who were the, it's like kind of the Maple Leafs of that era where it's like they were always joking, not getting the most out of their talent. But, so now you're not giving us any, now you're ripping us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but when you... When we, 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 we ran the table. Yeah, we, we, you did. We won the cup and you're taking us apart. Oh, no, well. you get so much more credit for all the other series where you guys did win all those clutch games. Uh, it's just, yeah, there's you. Okay. We got to admit that there had to be a part of the guys in your dressing room that when you guys started making that comeback and the pressure started to build and you looked across and it was Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe who just have made a career out of doing this. You went, we've got you right where you want. We want you. I actually don't think it was that much. Okay. I think. We'd won in 2012 because yep. they knew how to do it. Uh, there, there was probably still 17 guys left that knew they could accomplish that. We went to the conference finals in mm-hmm. the 2013. So there was a belief. Uh, I think the the biggest decision, I talked about this yesterday. Um, I was doing a podcast at West, and I was literally just talking about uh, the decision that must go on in a player's head when he looks up and understands this is going to be really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and it, it was, uh, it, it was the first series. So they've already got past the first round. Uh, but you look up and you say, okay, to win this one, it's going to take, we got to do this four more times. And then we got to do this eight more times after this. And it's a decision internally. Um, and our guys said, yes. And Jonathan quick, obviously this is, the differences between the two teams are, are so much. There's so many different things. As far as the guys, we probably had 14 guys that could be captains who had been battle tested and worn through it all that were that were willing to pay that price. And not only did we do, we, we went down three Cobb in the first three series and found a way. I mean, it, the, the, the San Jose one's immaculate because Quickie just came by the bench and said, we're winning the series. Like and everybody kind of just nodded. It wasn't like are you God. That's quick? so great. That's the coolest thing. And it's John it, it Quick was, too. It, just damn. That gave me a little bit of shivers. I'm like, of course no, you guys believe any, that. But you guys didn't won. That was the thing. they they'd all won together. Yeah. And, and Quick, he was the consplay trophy. So he he was like, hey, I'm in. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. But then he went out and did it. Right. Which is 
and you call it. I mean, he let in in the four games, he let in five goals. And it wasn't that San Jose gradually you could start to see that look in their face, like, oh my God, mm-hmm. we can't we can't score on this guy. It did, they didn't come out and roll over, and they didn't roll over mm-hmm. until we went until Game Seven. Like we went in there where we notoriously had success, but really tight games. And I think we won like six, five or six one. Like it wasn't even. Mm-hmm. It was like. And, and those are the games, like, it's not, like, this team, again, and I know I, and everybody right now, rightfully so, is down on them, but they've given us probably the best 15-minute, or like, that, that segment they came back from 4-1 was arguably the best segment of playoff hockey we've seen out of any team so far. Mm. But that's a commitment to doing something. But if you can't commit to doing that right out of the gate for 60 minutes, no matter what happens or whatever, what bounce happens, you don't deserve to win. And that's what I'm struggling with is how good this team has shown us to be. And then just not, and to not produce it and then come out with the same, the same kind of media comments uh, year after year after year is, is frustrating because I mean, I mean, I know I didn't hear the stuff. Uh, as will give, give me a bit of an idea. I didn't hear Marner's comments. He just but, said he was like, "We don't listen to you guys outside the room," and and you're just it's 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 basically. But he, that, but, he yeah. but he said that he said that's. I think pretty much that's the same. Remember the beginning of the year when the earth was falling? Yeah, and, man, he's done this. That's what I mean. He's, he's done this exact thing. same move multiple but, times in his but, career. But he backed it up this year with an MVP season, yep. right? So I don't mind what he says because he was the most valuable player of the team all year long. Now he's got to back it up with the, with the game, right? Yeah. So that's the, and that's the next step. If you say that stuff, and I mean, I, I don't believe it, but I mean, I also, I mean, I remember even this year, uh, like uh, you're saying stuff like when you're in the media, like even, and I, I've tried even on Sports Central and stuff like that. I try not to be hard, but I, I, I guess I said something about uh, Jacob Markstrom. You know, will the real Jacob Markstrom please stand up, please stand up, or something about that when nice. he wasn't playing Bars. well. And Ty, and Ty Foley goes, Ty Foley goes, and he's, well, Mark, he's really pissed with you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so they listen. You know, like, they listen. No, but Futes, and, I, I get uh, that. I get that. It's just that right perform, now, when perform, your team is down perform. 3 nothing, and you just, you know, you got skunked again, it's it's just weird for me that that's the priority you want to give off, is that you're upset with the way people are discussing you or talking about you or basically trying to infer that you're not listening while also basically showing your hand that you clearly do care about this and you are listening. It's just, it's an oddity to me. Like the Florida Panthers are your enemy. That's the team that you're trying to beat right now. You're not trying to win in the media. Like, why are you trying to control the narrative already of a series that isn't over? That to me is the, the weirdness of it. I get why players want to use media, fans, whatever, doubt as motivation for them. Of course I do. Well, like man, you're, well, Maybe, like, but do you not think, J.D., there's probably, that's probably more of a, they're probably more of a questioning themselves because those are the same interviews that have been rehashed the last three years. The same guys coming out saying, like JT saying, you know, that's not acceptable. You know, we, you know. Yeah, I know they got the same beats. It's it's the same stuff. So yeah. we we're this. The whole part of this is that, and I I still think they're going to win. And I don't. And I don't. You think I, they're going to win the I, series, I, or you think they're going to win tonight? 
I think they're going to find a way to make this really, really interesting. Oh, you're riding the fence. You're riding the fence. So you're saying they're going to win tonight. That's one thing. No, I think that they are capable winning tonight, of winning the series. I think they're winning tonight, too. But I've had them. I'm on three in the series so far. It's just, you know. Yeah, dude, guess what? Not, me, too. I thought that they were going to wrap these guys up in five games. I, like, and, I, and I honestly, I was like, especially, the, it's like you come out. Like, this is not a team that should be dipping their toes in the water no to kidding. see what's what's in there. No they should kidding. be just running rough shit. And, and especially knowing, like, and Maurice, who now eloquently is playing the media like... A fiddle. Like, like, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but he's I mean, doing a great job. You guys, oh, my God, the, the Boston series was so much more physical. I know. It's like he's trying to goat the Leafs to be a team they're not. I know. Oh, so, and, and, it, and then it's like every night they're questioning who should be in the lineup. I looked at... The first series, I had a checklist of things afterwards. I went, uh, okay, they slayed the dragon, one around. Okay, uh, their top guys put up a bunch, didn't play their best, but they put up a bunch of points. So mm-hmm. there's no question that they produced. Uh, they clearly identified a number one goaltender in Samsonov. Okay, they, he was their guy. They showed their depth. Keith had a chance to make changes when he wanted to make changes and pull up on guys that were effective. So it wasn't just he was stuck. The next guy up was Marinson. I feel so glad I beat up Marinson all the time. But you know what I mean? They had guys coming in that were effective. Uh, knees, uh, knees outshone anything we thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody got hurt. And somehow we got home ice back. And now Boston's not in our way. Everything right you could have dreamt, everything you dreamt about sitting right in front of you. And now this. And now, and now we're talking about this. So and ev- almost every one of those questions that they check the box on, there's now a, hmm, beside, you know, there's an asterisk going, oh, okay, now we're hurt, now we're banged up. Big time. You know, now, now we're questioning our top guys again. You know, we've lost home ice. Da-da-da-da-da-da, Boston's still gone, but this, this team sitting in front of us, it's just basically a bunch of, it's like a bunch of Michael Buntings on steroids. And they're fucking, they're killing us. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's hard. That's hard, and that's that. That's hard to take as a fan of the team, but but that's that much. I think they're that much better uh, that that uh, that they can pull if they can get her going. They have the ability to pull it out. My and I'm not as worried. But the biggest thing about it is, I think the goalie doesn't scare me as much. I really like this guy. The I kid. Like, I, I like Wall. I so like do Wall I. A lot. No, I do. Man, I was advocating that I think they go with him because to me their best path forward actually was to try to get a spark from somebody. And he does seem to be fearless. And yeah, I just, I, I like what I've seen from him in the regular season. I like what he showed in that game where he had to come in. It just, yeah, I, I think that you start to grasp at straws a little bit here though, when you go, well, you know, this is your path forward is the, the, the third string goaltender in a series where, yeah, uh, I want to go. What was the biggest talking point? It was, man, Samsonov outplayed Vasilevsky, and he was kind of their MVP of that series sneakily. And then now it's this, and like now you're in this spot. But you know what? I just want to stick with what you said there about all the question marks. I think that's what's so frustrating, and that's why no matter what happens here, I am going to remember game three. And sure, they have the opportunity. They come back and they win this series, then great. Then they'll get all the credit in the world for winning, you know, doing the reverse sweep, as they should. Everybody who wrote them off can eat crow and all that stuff. Good. The city wants it. I'm begging for it. There's nothing that would bring me greater joy than the Toronto Maple Leafs deciding, you know what? 
we blew this and that was the final, you know, whack that we needed. Now we're figuring this out. But to me, the most frustrating thing is that as good as Florida has played and Maurice deserves credit and Kachuk was awesome in game one and, you know, they forced the Leafs hand there. They get a goalie performance in game two. That game three, you're the more talented team. Your backs are against the wall and your stars just didn't have the, the, the identity to show up and say, no, we've done this before. We've already put this behind us. That they let those old ghosts kind of show up in that spot to me. And now that they're doing, again, the same thing, with the media cycle where Matthews doesn't really care. Marner seems like he cares too much. Keefe's not really being too harsh on them because I don't think he wants to add to the pile. Meanwhile, you know, you're watching Edmonton and they're just cracking each other in the media after a horrible game. And you go, yeah, it's also a Canadian market. I just... That stuff worries me. It's it's like, you know, when a kid makes mistakes and you go, okay, they're making a mistake. They made a mistake. They made a mistake. It's just a kid. But then the kid makes like the same mistake over and over and over again. You go, grow up, you know, grow up. That's that's well, where I'm at with the lease right now. Hey, grow up. You know, you're doing this again you know in game three. Grow up. Just, you can't just switch families. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got to stick with it. Oh, you can switch kids. families. You can get a new family. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah. Like, uh, Joe's yeah, adopted in here. I, all right. Joe Bo's like, he's pointing. He's like, uh, it's like through, my parents are parents of divorce. They were very, like, very we're making new families. Divorce is real. Like, it's, oh, I know. Trust me. Anyway, let's get back to hockey. That's more easy to talk about. So if I, if you're talking about, um, there's a couple. One, there was one point too that I was thinking about is because they said this team is different. This team is different, mm-hmm. and they brought in all these guys that don't know anything about the curse. Well, now they do. Mm-hmm. Now that you look at the look in the face on O'Reilly's face and these guys, and they maybe they, they have a different reason. That maybe they're they're capable of solving it differently, but they now know what it's like to be mm-hmm. through this and feel that kind of stuff. And I and and I agree with you, and especially on the sense like I always love when they put the package at the end of the thing of like the little plays that led to the big victories along the way. And I always look, I'm going to always look at that first round and see Matthew Nyes pulling that puck off the goal line at a critical mm-hmm. moment. Right. That's a huge, it's, it looks like a little thing that you forget about, but that was huge. Massive. Was absolutely huge thing. Well, for me, and I, he's one of my favorite players in the world, but when Austin Matthews tried to do the tippy tap, like, Clip it, uh, clip a stick inside his own offensive blue line to clear it on the second goal to start in the, in the comeback game. Mm-hmm. Where instead of just chipping it to the neutral zone, that's not you haven't learned mm-hmm. from your mistakes. If you're trying to make a play like that at the offense at your defensive blue line, as opposed to just putting it safe and go and being a beast at yard and go and retrieve it, and then when they came back and scored, and then to watch Reinhardt look like you know, basically like he's running through a paintball machine without a mark of paint on him yep. on that goal the other night. I'm like, no one touched that, him. that can't happen in the playoffs. That's no. not, and that's not no respectfully. The one thing that's always been questions about Reinhardt is, is his, his foot speed. And he looked like Pavel Burry, like going past guys that weren't willing to just finish a check on him. And that's mm-hmm. stuff that's just, you can't, you can't erase that from your, your video log as far as the whole year in because of plays that are so you've got to tip your hat to certain plays and say, wow, that, you know, that's just a great play. But that, that was just, that had flaws all over it. And in the end, it looked like a great play if you're a Florida fan, but you, you, you can't be playing Washington bullets defense or Washington generals defense. Mm-hmm. And let's, you know, in the playoffs in the overtime. No, like, man, you, you can't, it's, you look down and you break down that play. It's just Lafferty, woof, Brody, woof. 
it's a lot of quite bad. Um, my my yeah. only thing is there is you on those guys that were on the ice for that shift. It's like Brody was in minute twenty six. Lafferty and Camp had been two of your best players all night. And if your stars are your stars, you're not in that position. And this is the weird one for me is like, you know, you've mentioned it. They've put together these moments, right? Like down 4-1 against uh, Tampa where they storm back and they look brilliant and they've got Tampa on their heels. Uh, Game two against Florida where they jump out to that lead and you just go, wow, this is phenomenal. This group doesn't look like, like they finally look like they've unlocked it. But you know what they've done a few times that has been really just disconcerting is... They start a lot of periods slow, and then they can't close these periods. They've given up so many goals, either at the very beginning of a period or the very end of a period. And I wonder what you make of that. Because normally I try to dismiss a little bit of that as noise and go, okay. But now it's just happened so many times where I go, okay, yeah, it's pretty predictable that they're going to get hit in the mouth here or they're going to get a little sloppy and get a little loose in these these time frames. What, What is that? I think if you look at teams that close it down, uh, I think you said it's it's there's a there's a difference between having good balanced pairs and then just having an absolute rock of a shutdown pair. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think the teams that consistently close it down, you usually see the same five to seven guys on the ice, and and it happens because it just happens. Like if you like Carolina is a perfect example, right? And they're doing it with three of their top scores, right? They just, when you put guys like Slavin in that, and they've even turned, Brett Burns is now even, like this is one guy that was not a defensive stalwart, and he is playing great defense. So at some point, you know, and it's not, again, because I think I think Sheldon's a hell of a coach, but like whatever it is, like Roddy Brindamore, I've never seen a coach, like if you want to watch a play, I don't think Carolina's once, Maybe, okay, I'll give them maybe the game they got waxed in Jersey, the game three, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Every game of the playoffs, they've come out like it's like you shoot them out of a like cannon at a, like out of a horse race. Like first five minutes in the last, like very seldom do they get scored on late. And this guy, every game has them ready to go at a max. Like, and he gives a speech. Like, I've always thought as a coach, I always, one of the big things I ask is how, how often does the coach come in the room? Like, mm-hmm. I was told Pat Quinn never once came in the dressing room, right? That was just how much trust he had in faith. Maybe that that's his MO, but that's, he knew the room could get themselves ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it starts like Roddy Brindamore goes in and gives like a junior pep Vince Lombardi speech before every game. And then he talks to them again for like, and it's like, 10, 15 seconds. And then he does the same thing after every game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, I, and he, if he has to, he goes in between periods. And you see the success rate there. I just think this is not a time. Uh, this, this, this certain group we've, all, we've always heard, they don't start on time, right? Mm-hmm. Well, peace, right? And last year it was, you know, well, we weren't, we weren't going. And then Jason Spezza stood up and spoke. And then we got it going. Like, I, I don't know. There's something internally about the clock that somebody's yep. that, that that's got it that's off, and 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 I mean I think we all wanted it to be to be Geo, who's a quiet leader. Then we want it to be Ryan O'Reilly, who I have no idea other than I just love him as a player. But something's got to give with regards to your starts and your finishes here, boys. Yeah. It's and but I still think it's fixable because one because I'm not looking at like Florida's defense and saying, God, they should be able to close everything down too. Because they're not 
they're not, they, they don't have that either. On the, I mean, Ekblad isn't Petrangelo or 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 Edmund. You no, know. Mike, it's very simple. Toronto's the better team. They're the more talented team. 100%. Like, that's why you're looking at it and saying, hey, you could get back into the series is because yeah, it's, there's this, a reason why they thing. finished so high up the standings compared to Florida. Yeah, well, there's a reason Boston finished so high up compared to Florida, but too. But they were beat up, right? Like, you watched that big series and good old Bergeron feeling, trying to get out were, there, but he had nothing. They were big time injured. Big yeah. time injured. Crunchy. And, well, and their goalie, I mean, yeah. it was hor- horrible. Yeah. Uh, up compared to his regular season, right? So, no, I, I just think, just do it. I mean, you can't use, it can't come down to the old, it's, it's whatever. It's, I heard it the other day and I'm like, wow, that's like pulled out of like the bad news bears or whatever. The last time I heard it was like hard work beats talent. If talent doesn't work hard and it's a shame, but it's, <sighs> it's, it's kind of as much as I can't stand it. I certainly wouldn't have it on a poster on my wall. It's pretty honest. Yeah, no, it is. And, and again, I, I make this analogy all the time, but the reason why you can be more frustrated with this Leafs team than any other version that has failed before is that they're, they have all the talent and that's, that's what I mean. It's like you, if you're a, if you're a student, you know, like if you're me and I get a B and my parents are like, way to go. You worked hard because you got that B you're a big dumb idiot. And obviously if you got that B, that means you were doing the work. If you know, my sister gets it, who's smarter. It's like, she didn't do very well. She didn't study. She's smarter than me. You know what I'm saying? And that's the Leafs. It's just over and over and over again. They're the kid that just doesn't seem to put the effort in despite having all the talent in the world. And then they have some middling job and you go, how the hell did you end up, you know, washing windows? And they go, ah, you know, I didn't care. You go, well, that's stupid. Well, the, you could have been at well, MIT. The only, <laughs> like, the only thing, I, the only thing I, that's, that's one hell of an analogy. But I, I, I'm telling you, the only thing it comes down, and I don't want to think it, but again, if you want to go back and give the analogy of our teams, mm-hmm. And, and I don't, because I really love these players. I admire them, and I don't deny how individually great they are. And when they when they when they form, they're they're magic to watch. But there is a but is like our guys didn't get paid till we won, mm-hmm. right? Our stars like Dowdy yeah, and Kopitar, they didn't get paid. And it's the only thing. And it, it, it's not they're thinking about it consciously because mm-hmm. they've already got it. Yeah. Right. But the only thing you know, we said you could hold over a player are their ice time. And their contracts. Right? These guys have gotten everything right away. Well, you've already got it. It's and it's hard to look forward. And that's the thing I would think when they see this city, and they could, as a young, just a young athlete, to think what you could become and be thought of uh, if you actually win. Uh, like, look at the guys. I always look at the pop, the crowds. Like when Stone Cold Steve Austin walks out, when mm-hmm. Darcy Tucker, Doug Gilmore. Uh, Daryl Sittler, um, uh, insert name here, Curtis Juice. When they Joseph, when they walk out to give uh, M. Wendell, like when they walk out to give the the uh, sorry the military award, mm-hmm. goes nuts. The place just pops. Yeah, the place just pops. I do think guys, that'll happen for those guys at those some point. Like people will yeah, look back. These guys never, but these guys never. These guys because they. They literally, they bled yeah. as Leafs and took it. They went the distance and they gave every ounce of everything they had. Yeah. And and these guys, they've got to do that. Yeah. They have to do that. And those guys, 
one of one year of their contract might add up to some of those guys what they made their entire career. So there's got to be some of what they had into something like you, you got to care as much as those guys do. And when I talk to them about this team winning, there's a passion that doesn't translate <laughs> somewhat the way the guys in the ice are playing yeah. about how badly they want them to win to bring it back to Toronto. So, I mean, just find a way. I mean, yeah. just find that passion and don't, don't leave people questioning your effort. <laughs> God, that would be so frustrating to me. Like I, that's, that's where I can't relate to it is I, I think like some of the stuff you're saying is different times, right? Where when Wendell was playing, his only path to anything was by being a great player. Right. And you know, he had to have just have hockey be everything. And now I do think that it's just more easy to be distracted and guys are more like, they just want to be more than a hockey player. A lot of them. That's why I've said, I, I love watching Crosby now still. And there's certain guys like McKinnon where just like, you think McKinnon cares about anything other than hockey? Like, that's it. That's the only thing he cares about. When you watch him play, it's just as hockey is as everything. I don't think that's the case for some of the other Leafs, that they look at this and go, this is my everything. This is the only thing that I have. I think that they're able to compartmentalize to a certain degree. And that's why when you hear some of these comments, it frustrates me. Like, you're talking about how they want Gio to be the guy that steps up in the room and that years passed to a Spezza. I actually don't want it to be Gio. For God's sakes, I want it to be Matthews and Marner. I want them to be the ones that stand up to their teammates and say, this isn't acceptable. Like, this is the way that we have to play. And, and I know people think I read into this stuff too much, but the reason why I got mad at the media comments of Matthews after game three where he's going, sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. It's like, dude, you had two shots. You know, how about just show a little bit of frustration yourself. Show that you care about this in a way like beyond we have to, you know, impose it on you that we have to look like idiots for questioning whether or not, you know, how invested you are in this thing. Show us, show us with your play, tell, like show us with your actions. And so I, I think that's going to be the step for this group here. If they're going to come back in this series and that's what people are waiting for with this core four is, can you just have complete ownership of this? Can this actually become your team? Do we have to get rid of the babysitter talk of the Ryan O'Reilly's and the Mark Giordano's of the world, basically telling you how things need to be, go out and do it. Apply yourself, apply your skills and do it over the course of an entire hockey game. Finish it off. Don't fade away when the pucks don't go in the net after the first couple of minutes, like drive through that. And that's the thing that is so hard for me to believe with this comeback is like, I think they can win tonight. I think they can do maybe another game where they end up winning. They can out talent this group. But why it's hard for me to believe they'll come back and do the reverse sweep, Mike, is because for me to believe that those guys are going to do that, grab ownership, and then play with that consistency over four straight games in order to do it, like, you know, you said it at the very beginning. Can you accept that this is going to be hard? I don't know why I'm supposed to, like, what I'm supposed to pick from the past to believe that things are going to change now in the future. Yeah, well... You don't make, there's nothing that's been done that doesn't justify your emotion and everything you're saying. So I can't, I mean, I can't disagree with your passion and your emotion and your anger at what you're seeing. I just, at some time, it's got to change, right? And I think now we all realize that, like, I mean, they've rolled it back again. They've made trades at the deadline to improve what's supposed to be. Then it's like the same, you're like, oh my God, we're having the same. Do we put Simmons, you know? God, do we put title on me? Skated with them today. Did you see the lines, by the way? Oh, God, no. I honestly haven't. Uh, okay, I well, on the lines. I think they're actually trying to 
but it's the same thing. If you're making those kind of changes at this yeah. stage, that frightens me too. Well, they are, because that's, that's what I was going to say to you, is they've got Yarncroc back up on the top line with Matthews and Marner. Kerfoot, classic, back in the top six with Tavares and Nylander. Bunting is back down to the third line. I don't know, with O'Reilly and Achari, and now they're going back to the fourth thing, and it looks like if they're not doing 11 and 7 again, there there might be Gio out and McCabe in, uh, or sorry, and Lilligren in playing with McCabe. Like, it's very strange. The the D pairings, they've completely shuffled. Other than Riley Shen. No, I've, I've seen, I saw the uh, I saw the D pairings. So I did yeah. see the D pairings. I didn't, I didn't know they played around with the forward lines, too. Yeah, that's what I mean, and, though. It's like I, that you're still searching in that area. That worries me. Yeah. I, yeah, it's not the, that would concern me, but. Boy, <laughs> well, it's let me, interesting. Let me ask you this, because you mentioned yeah, you right. think Keith's one hell of a coach, and he's he's clearly a great regular season coach, and the team has got he's got this unbelievable regular season playoff record. But now at this point, um, yeah, what do you think of just him as a playoff coach? The record speaks for itself. I mean, mm. it's not great. I mean, but I, I think it's I think sometimes there's an over preparation. Um, I mean, you're, you're judged by your record in the playoffs and until, you know, I, I, it's, I think the one thing knowing him personally and having coached him and knowing how viciously competitive he was mm-hmm. and how much he rode, like, I mean, I literally, I would play him. He would come off the ice, like, like he'd look like he needed, he was gasping for air. Like I, and I just kind of push him back out into the ocean, keep swimming, keep swimming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was, <laughs> You know what? It just frustrates me. You know, it's like again the way he's trying to deal with deal with the trial market and the and the questions that are being asked. Um, not overly, you know. I guess because I was spoiled watching Roddy Brendamore do it. I'm not like when I when they show the end. There's there's some great comments being made in in the room, but I don't get the Roddy Brendamore feel that everything he says I'm going to come shot out of a cannon mm-hmm. when he's when he's speaking in the room, but. Not everybody's like that. I mean, I don't. I mean, I look at Barry Trotz, and I can't imagine him going in and sounding like Vince Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's the way your it's your demeanor, it's your passion. I, I haven't seen him snapping on refs as much as normal in the past. It's like he's he's calmed his demeanor on the bench, which I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I, I I think this series, as far as the amount of quick changes and the in the Yahtzee Cup, the lines and stuff. It hasn't been a great, a great look, um, or as consistently poised as he's been throughout the year. And then it comes down to that at the end of this regular season when they were playing everybody differently. And I kind of gave him a bit of a pass on that because uh, Ryan O'Reilly was out of the lineup, so you really couldn't put your lines forward and be consistent with your lines down the stretch because you didn't have a guy you knew was going to be in. But it's it's been kind of all over the map. All over the map. And I mean, I don't know if Bunting dropped to the third. I've actually thought Bunting's been pretty consistent. Same. With his effort. To, I don't know why it'd be. And Yarncroft has been Awful. borderline invisible. <laughs> so I don't know if this is a time to be rewarding him to balance out your attack a little bit more. But that's that's a strange one. Yeah. For sure. I, I, I don't understand it. <laughs> like, I just. Oh, and and if, you're, if you're at this point. You're, if you're just putting out lines to confuse the Panthers and geez, wait, is that what they're going to go with? Then that bothers me too, because you're a team that should be just, here we are, we're better. We don't have to hide our lines and dick around in morning skates to throw you off. This is what you're getting, and we're just going to be better than you. That's what I hope we see. I really do. Yeah. And it's so funny because, you know, you and I are in the same spot where they're so talented, 
that you look at it and go, well, they, you know, they should win. Like they're favored in this game. Like on our betting site, Botano, they're minus 125 favorites. Yeah. And they're down 3-0 in a series. It's just, yeah. it's, it's wild because you cannot write off a team with this much talent. And then, yeah, just it's a matter of will they ever be able to put this thing together and will they be able to do it for 60 minutes and will they answer that question that you asked at the beginning? Are you, know, you, know, you willing to accept how hard this is and drive forward? Well, we'll find out tonight. To, and you have to realize, too, that at this stage, if they haven't seen it, like I, I don't think in the past, how like, you know, the day after last year, it was, you know, mm-hmm. we believe in this group, we believe in this core. I think if you care enough to know, these guys understand that this is changing. There's, oh, yeah. there's going to be big-time personnel and, like, forget about the management or whatever happens there. There's going to be player movement, too. So if you do care about this group, that, should be, that should be shown in your performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd love to do that. We know what we have with this group. We know who we are. All right, show us. Just show us. Yep. It's time to back it up. Mike Fuda, again, two-time Stanley Cup champion, AGM with the Kings. Team that had a reverse sweep against the San Jose Sharks in 2014. Uh, let's hope the Leafs do the same thing. And then, yeah, you end up getting a lot of pop, and you're just basically all over different places going. The similarities between our teams, Kopitar, and, you know, we'll see that. Well, like, let's get the media cycle going. Thanks, Fuda. We'll, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. <laughs> Have a great day and an even better evening, bud. Yeah, later, pal. Oh. I, I, again, I think this, this is the thing. You can't even really, uh, this sounds like cynical, cynical JD. I get if, if this is pissing you off, I totally get it. Whatever. You can misdirect your anger at me. That's what's so even frustrating about tonight is you can't even enjoy them winning. <laughs> they win this game and you all, all I'm going to be thinking is where the hell was this last game as if you're doing this now and then you can't just be giving yourself a ton of hope again because you still got to win three more, mm-hmm. you know? And then let's say you win three more. There's two more series to win a Stanley Cup. It's just, it's so tough. It's really, really hard. But again, the talent, that's it. You're just waiting for them to have their moment where you put it together. To me, that is the greatest sin in life and in sports is when you blow ability and skill like this. You just don't care. There's a reason why we're... There's a reason why we're going to remember the Brooklyn Nets failure forever, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. because they were extremely talented. We don't think about the Atlanta Hawks in basketball. That you know, remember those regular season Atlanta Hawks teams, Joe, Joe Johnson. Johnson yeah, baby. when they sent four All Star, they almost they could add five. It's because they were making the most out of their talent, right? And so they lose, and they lose to LeBron. You go, yeah, who cares? Why do we get mad at LeBron early in his career? Because he was one of the most talented players on earth, and then he faced a Mavericks team that his team was clearly better than, and they blew it. Mm. We don't get mad at him for losing those series to Golden State when they were stacked. And it was Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Like, this this Leafs team is that. They have that talent. They are the most talented team top to bottom remaining in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I truly believe that. I think that they are way more balanced, way deeper than the Florida Panthers, way more talented than the Florida Panthers. That is the worst. Mm-hmm. When you have the talent, you have the ability, and you're not able to apply it, that to me is where it gets unforgivable. That's why you see some of these hot takes and... Sorry. Um, yeah, if they're not able to come back and win the series, I, I just think, yeah, you've seen all you need to see and great. Start up the whole circus of these guys saying to everybody that they don't care what we say and that we're all idiots for judging them and that they got their chances and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, let's take a quick break. Botano best bet time. Are we worried about Manoa? And 
And how long will you let water sit out before you won't drink it? Next. Sportsnet 590. Let's rip through these three things <laughs> before I give my best bet. Brought to you by Botano. My favorite sports book. All right? My book. Mm-hmm. That I tell everybody to use. I always tell you, like, reach out. It's the best book. I promise you, you'll check it out. You'll download the app. And mm-hmm. you'll go, huh, early payouts and clean app and more varieties and better prices than everywhere. Hmm. Tons of offers. Yeah, no. Anyway. A um, couple things. One, I'm officially worried about Manoa. Uh, this is my guy. I was the creator of the Manoans fan club. I have liked this kid since I saw the video of him at West Virginia refusing to come off the mound. And the way that his teammates interacted with him and just the, you know, energy that this guy brings every single day. He cares. But at this point, it seems pretty clear that he is either a victim of the pitch clock. It has thrown him off. And yesterday he got dinged with one. And it just doesn't seem like he's the same guy. And I'm not a former pitcher. I don't know what the hell is going on with the slider. But I can tell you that it's not working. And that the stats are starting to accumulate. It's one of his best pitches. And he's just not getting any swings on it. Nobody is whiffing on the slider. And so at this point in the season, he's at eight starts. He's gone past the fifth inning twice. No one's swinging at the slider. He's not giving them length. The excuse portion of the season is now kind of officially coming to an end. So he's got to unlock that pitch. We'll look into more of this later throughout the podcast, like through the next couple coming weeks. But yeah, obviously today is pretty Leafs heavy, but Either way, I, I've expressed a lot of you can wait with Manoa, you can wait with Manoa. My confidence is going to be high with Manoa, but uh, now, now, now we're starting to now the numbers are starting to trend in a way that you can be a little nervous because the Jays flat out need him to be. If he's not the ace, he's got to be the co-ace. And right now, if you're doing it, who's been the best guys? Kikuchi won. It's hilarious that it's flipped. Is Kikuchi's the man, and Manoa is just he can't get it done. He can't get anybody out with the slider. He can't get anybody to chase pitches. He's the one that's struggling with command and Kikuchi's out here and you're going, I'm genuinely looking at, so I'm going to both games this weekend. Nice. And I went, do I get a Kikuchi? Like, I, <laughs> I'm looking do you get for, a Kikuchi star? I'm looking for the Kikuchi dog. Anyway, uh, Gossman tonight. That is going to be my Botano best bet, but I'm going to wait for a second here. So I saw a post yesterday. I put it on my Instagram story at JD Bunkus. You can follow me there. You can weigh in. You can hit me up anytime. Same with Twitter. The question was, how long will you guys leave out a glass of water in your house and still drink it? It's not like it goes bad, but after a while, it's weird, right? And I said two days, and I'm getting getting hammered for this. But if I find a glass of water and it's been sitting out for two days, I'll still drink it. Day three, it's going into the plants. Probably why I kill so many plants is because I leave a lot of water cups out, and I feel like I overwater the, the, the plants. But two days is acceptable to me. Like, two days is fine. Also, the thing that throws things off a little bit is I use the water bottle that keeps it cold forever, you know, the big metal one. Mm. That thing is disgusting. <laughs> We've already gone over this on the show. Yeah, we have. That if you shine a light on where, you know, the, around the rim, <laughs> the, the spout, whatever, it's gross. It's disgusting. I think that... That's one of the grossest places on earth. I I think that if someone was like, hey, will you lick the rim of my water bottle or my 
toilet seat, I'd be like, toilet seat, yep. <laughs> it's like, I have to do it. There's no way that that's cleaner. But all right, where are we at with the water? Because two days, am I psycho for saying this? Is this uh, correct? I think we all agree that if you find a cup of water a day later, you'll still drink that, right? Yes, agree. One day later is no big deal. I think I'm with you two days max. Two days max? Time out. We're talking like legit in a cup or in a water bottle? Cup. It's in a cup. It's just in a cup. And you go, oh, water. And you drink it. I think my max one day. One day? Azo Prude. What a guy. (laughs) Mackie. I'm old now. I can't put bad stuff into this body. Bad stuff. Yeah, let's get out of here. Mackie, come on. Don't let me down. Oh, JD, much longer than two days, yes. man. Like, I can't disclose <laughs> how long it is. I'm going to get up brother. a quote for you yes, and say, Mackie. I do not speak. Yeah, I much longer you, than two days. No, you're what right. What about car water? Does that count as different? Because car water. No, car water is disgusting. You can't do that. Car water has a. In the sh- heat, it's yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. No, car water got to go immediately. Car yeah, water. You know, sometimes car water's there and you need uh, some water. No, dude, that that's actually like <laughs> if I got trapped in the desert. And I had to, and you're like rifling under the seat of the car and there's a water bottle in there and I could, and it was, I'd, I'd ditch it. I, <laughs> I'd, I'd let some lizard have it. I don't know. I, I would never drink that car. Car water is disgusting. And that it's always, here's the thing. Car water is always in a water bottle, plastic water bottle. And I think that the heat of the car, the whatever's in there starts to seep into it and make it gross. It's just, it's not passable, but a water in a cup in your house or apartment I'll drink that first. There's still dust and other things floating around that go in there. Yeah. Come on. Sure. I'll After it. one day. Nah, I'll go two. I'm all, I think I'm more like Mackie, too. I think I've definitely done a three-dayer. <laughs> well, I mean, not. two days for me, yeah. it's like, that's not even, I'm not even questioning it, JD. It's down the gullet, man. Yeah. We're talking, just, we're I, talking I'm big, five like, to six I'm days. Not, I, I'm not going to get that other cup guy, so I'm just a cups all around. Anyways, it's time for Best Bets brought to you by Botano Sportsbook, the 2022 Global Sports Betting Operator of the Year, the best book in Ontario, I'm telling you. My favorite sports book, reach out anytime. I'm going with the Blue Jays tonight. There's a million different options on this game as always. But I just think, well, first of all, I like them on the money line, but I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go with the under four and a half runs in the first five innings. Gosman was terrible his last time out. I think he's a bounce back guy. Jays offense been kind of sketchy lately. I just like where they need length from him. They need a performance from him. He is kind of that guy. Four and a half seems maybe a half run too high here so first five innings blue jays phillies under four and a half that is your botano best bet of the day let's see what you got toronto maple leafs 